This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta. This is the Hafta after Diwali. I hope you all had a wonderful Diwali. Today is Bhai Dooj, so happy Bhai Dooj to you all. I hope you all have seen the post by everyone's bhai Salman Khan on happy Bhai Dooj. I don't know what is wrong with him. Why would he post seen. that? He's basically stopless pumping of his happy Bhai Dooj. I'm like, like he's the bhai. <laughs> so maybe that's what he's so so uh, happy Bhai Dooj to everyone. We are recording this. On Thursday, twenty seventh October, Bhai Dooj at three thirty in the afternoon. Let's introduce the panel first. So joining us on the panel today uh, in the studio is Anand Vardhan. Hi, Anand. Hello. Back to Delhi after a while, polluted Delhi. Uh, Manisha Pandey. Hi. Uh, joining us on the phone line from his home because the pollution of Delhi has got the better of his throat and his sinuses is Raman Kripal. Hi, Raman sir. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry that Delhi has done this to you, but such is life. <laughs> and also joining us on the phone line from England and I'm guessing London uh, are two guests who will help us make sense of what is happening there uh Sunny Hundal who has been on the hafta before hi Sunny hello uh so for those of you who were not there in the last hafta Sunny is a journalist he's a writer and a political commentator he's been writing for the BBC and has previously worked with the Guardian the Hindustan Times and the Independent welcome Sunny thank you thank you for having me again Also joining us is Radhika Ayer. Hi, Radhika. Hi. Uh, and Radhika is an award-winning journalist and the London correspondent for NDTV. She has over fourteen years of experience reporting current affairs, international politics, trade, conflicts, and extremism. She is a media trainer and public speaking coach as well. And in the past, she has worked at Doordarshan, India Today, and freelance freelance for the BBC. So, welcome, Radhika, and welcome, Sunny. Thank you. Thank you. uh we will give you the headlines but before that i want to just have a couple of appeals i want to put down for you guys we have a kashmir ki kahani comic available in the nl store we have a reprint that's gone in so do check it out thank you so much it was sold out the first print is completely sold out and we are happy you guys are enjoying it i highly recommend you gift this to people who you want to give a gift to In fact, better still, gift them the Diwali hamper of News Laundry, which is available on the tenth of November. It has some News Laundry goodies that you will love. It is high quality stuff, I promise you. But it also supports journalism because you don't take any ads. So since you have to give a gift to someone, you might as well give a Diwali gift, which is a News Laundry gift. And like I said, subscribe here to keep news free. The headlines. Rishi Sunak is the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. He is the youngest British Prime Minister ever and the first British Asian to become the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal on Wednesday urged Prime Minister Narendra Modi to include photos of Hindu deities Ganesh and Lakshmi on the new currency so that it helps us fight the good fight against the United States dollar. And this it is ma- and it made it to prime yeah, time that yeah, night on every channel. It's like just lot of comical things happened around this. Uh you also had Atishi saying ki please do not oppose this bjp must not oppose this move and then you had aap mla saying those who are opposing it should go to pakistan so it's complete topsy turvy uh on thursday arvind kejriwal uh, which is today he visited the gazipur landfill and remarked that the upcoming civic poll in the city will be fought on the subject of cleaning of garbage in fact this led to a major standoff between the aap and the bjp karyakartas yeah and the police had to land up approving chhat puja at designated yamuna ghats in delhi the lg of delhi has cautioned chief minister against misleading publicity 
contrary to Kejriwal's October 21st tweet that suggested Chhat Puja had been allowed on all ghats of Yamuna. So the governor is still taking on the chief minister in Delhi. And uh, in related develop developments in Kerala, uh, the governor, Arif Mohammad Khan, has directed nine vice-chancellors to submit their resignations, citing a Supreme Court verdict. The vice-chancellors have challenged the order and gone to the High Court. But there was also something, uh, governor versus chief minister. He's also asked uh, the chief minister, uh, Mr. Vijayan, to dismiss uh, the finance minister, if I'm not wrong. Hmm. Uh, yes. Which he's refused to do. Meanwhile, in Punjab, the governor has asked for, again, a vice-chancellor to be replaced, if I'm not wrong, of a university. I'll just get that. So, yes, this governor versus chief minister is happening in three states now. Mm-hmm. Delhi's women's panel chief has asked Haryana government to cancel rape convict Ram Rahim's parole. Uh, meanwhile, Chief Minister Manohar Lal Khattar has said that he had no role in the release of this man from the prison ahead of the panchayat elections in the state. So, it's very interesting. Before every election, he somehow magically finds his way out. They were just and he came out with some video and all. Yeah, also, by Diwali the way. video. The air quality in Delhi remained in the very poor category on Tuesday morning, a day after many residents of the national capital defied a ban on firecrackers, though it is said that this is one of the better post-Diwali airs we've had in a while. A court in Pune has issued a notice asking women lawyers not to arrange their hair in courtrooms, saying that it disturbs proceedings. Four TRS MLAs have claimed that BJP tried to lure them into their fold, the Cyberabad police said on Wednesday that it's starting, it's going to investigate these allegations. And in the latest update, the police have held three persons accused of having links with the BJP following the complaint. So the complaint is basically that they've been bribed with money. And this is an hap- uh, investigation happening as we speak. So this is quite a big story. <laughs> it's a big story. Especially the police has arrested people. And I doubt it'll make it to prime time. But at least right now, it was uh, a couple of channels were showing it. The Wire today issued an apology for its now retracted articles about social media company Meta. And they said that they have been deceived by a member of their own investigative team. They're also investigating the Tech Fog articles. The News Broadcasting and Digital Standards Authority has imposed a penalty of rupees 50,000 on television channel News 18 India for their coverage on Karnataka hijab ban. This is pertaining to a primetime show done by their anchor Aman Chopra. And I really loved it. Uh, the order said that News 18 should train their anchors to handle such sensitive issues. I was like, okay, best of luck with yeah. that. Pre- uh, do, uh, do we know who they were sponsored by? The show was sponsored by who? We should make a big deal of it anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I saw Sprite and Patanjali as one of them, but we'll have hmm. a list of that out. Uh, the Prayagrad Development Authority in Uttar Pradesh has issued a demolition notice to a hospital where a dengue patient allegedly died after being injected with sweet lime juice instead of platelets. That's the claim of the family, though it's been found now that it wasn't sweet lime juice, but platelets that were poorly preserved. Hmm. Author Sivik Chandran, who faces two sexual assault, surrendered before the Kerala police. We had quite a detailed piece on these allegations against him uh, when these first surfaced, so you can check that out on newslaundry.com. In Assam, a museum documenting culture of Bengali-origin Muslims have been sealed and two community leaders have been arrested. Seven persons were killed in Bangladesh after cyclone Sitrang made landfall in the South Asian country on Monday night. The cyclone is most likely to intensify into a severe cyclonic storm. That's what the IMD has said and it may impact us, of course. Hmm. In the second penalty in a week, the Competition Commission of India has fined Google about 900 crores for its Play Store policies. The uh, allegation has been that Play Store promotes certain apps, mm-hmm. which is very, very 
sneaky if that's happening that's really like well i mean i have but it's I, also so obvious they would obviously do that to me and i have another problem with them but anyway there's another fine and previously the antitrust regulator uh, slapped a fine of about 1300 crore on google for abusing its dominant position in multiple markets in the android mobile device system uh, ecosystem Facebook parent Meta was also fined 20.6 million for violating Washington state's political and ad disclosure law. 24.6 million is the largest um, fine ever for political ad violations. But um I think even Apple should be taken to task because if like you know which is why you if you do download our app you cannot subscribe through our app because if you subscribe through our app 30% money is kept by the apple play store and actually it says 30% but it works out to about 40 to 44% and i just think that's a ridiculous uh, you know abuse of the dominant position so that isn't been taken up in these but it's about time that was also taken up because google has at least reduced their fee to 15% apple hasn't so i'm waiting for apple to be taken to task as well the indian cricket team won over pakistan in a spectacular match on sunday it's considered to be a sensational comeback for captain virat kohli former captain virat kohli i guess yeah good article by uh, ravi shastri in express i think the i told you yesterday. so yeah i saw that hmm. ah. meanwhile match fee for indian men and women cricketers will be the same that's what jay shah the bcci secretary announced today so that's a great move Yeah. Defense Minister Rajnath Singh on Wednesday told his Russian counterpart that nuclear weapons should not be used by any side in the Ukraine war. In a similar statement, United States President Joe Biden on Tuesday said that Russia will be making an incredibly serious mistake if it were to use tactical nuclear weapon against Ukraine. Right. Thank you Manisha. I think it it's right to conclude that nobody wanted the job. um boris pulled out with just this exact um statement which was um his official reason saying that there is a lot of division in the party and that now is not the time it's another matter that he didn't publicly gather more than 57 votes um much unlike what he otherwise thought uh but the fact that this is such a difficult job at such a difficult time also can prove to be a strength for rishi so i'm sure he's happy where he is and he's been waiting for this moment you know he uh, the conservatives don't want another election anytime soon they have to have one in 2 years and they will write it out the state of the economy is bad enough that they are you know in dire uh, opinion po- the opinion polls are dire for them and everyone blames the conservatives for the state of the economy so you don't want to go to an election unless there's something you can say about how you have helped people and made their lives better and how in the future things are going to be better so they're not going to go for an election anytime soon it is a poison chalice for uh rishi and you know uh but it might might have been his only hope in in many ways because if he said at this point no actually i'm not going to run then i think people would have been quite annoyed at him and said well we're not going to support you next time because the party needs you now mm. so I, i think that even even if he didn't want the job he clearly does um i think that um he would have had to go in anyway so you know sometimes you just have to take a chance uh like indians have this habit of appropriating uh, nobel laureates of indian origin so when vh nepal won the nobel prize 
uh, his there is a customary note that you give when you accept the prize and uh, he said that uh, it's also a tribute to england my home and india the land of my ancestors and he missed uh, trinidad at holy entirely he, he didn't mention trinidad but he remembered uh, india the land of my ancestors and england which is my home now uh, you can concede that at least he gave some space to india in uh, uh, accepting the honor and uh, in a very tangential way indians could uh, uh, lay a claim on that but uh, um, then uh, many don't do that and still indians claim that i was just a little struck in the opening uh, when uh, in the parliament when they're sitting and the leader of the opposition got up and went at him rather aggressively and he responded saying that i i will enjoy such conversations i hope they are grown up or they are more adult he made this snarky comment and he said but i will say this that our party is unlike you we are uh, tough on crime we are tough on immigration we don't now i thought a very obvious retort to that would be that's a bit rich coming from you would that be considered racist i mean i think just the fact that in his first appearance he made such a aggressive uh, took such an aggressive stance against immigrants won't the obvious retort be hello are you aware of yourself <laughs> or would that be considered that, racist that would be considered a bit oh, racist no one yeah. i was wondering no one got up and said that okay hmm. well some people on the left would say that they would say well hold on your parents came here as immigrants so why are you being harsh on immigration mm-hmm. and i think that the conservative response to that would be that we're not against immigration we're just against like like unlimited immigration mm-hmm. so we want immigration but the the kind we can control and and numbers that we can control in fact the fact that he's indian origin or he's british asian did not even matter to the conservatives in the first time around so while yes i give them the credit that they put a brown man on the hot seat it took them a lot of weeks to realize that rishi is their last bet they could have done this 6 weeks ago they knew liz was less competent to rishi but they put liz there only because most people believe that they thought that he backstabbed rishi backstabbed boris and they didn't want to have somebody who is seen as a rebel within the party mm. but the fact that he's not that that he's not a white guy i i doubt very much that that was one of the key reasons albeit albeit we know that there is a great level of um white sentiment in the grassroots level of the conservative parties and and i'm i'm hoping that sooner than later that would change as well so so gradually i'm seeing a very strategic mind of rishi being revealed gradually i'm seeing a very sharp politician in rishi so if you see the stand on immigration it may be uh, a very rhetorical point but in substance if you see the stand on immigration for uh, it constitutes a political community and the grievances anxieties could be uh, understandable it constitutes an understandable political component whether it's desirable or not it's another thing the line to be drawn ha- has to be about ge- xenophobia 
so uh, the genof- it doesn't grow into genophobia that that that, that is uh, where the both uh, the contenders who have come within the last say two or three months uh, have been clear or un- unclear in their own ways uh, also uh, i don't think it has come out of a very uh, decisive process but an organic process where where you don't do something the, uh, you don't make do something to make a point but uh, the process uh, throws up something right. so th- throws up something organically means that's uh, when rajat gupta was put in for insider trading it was a big event it was mckinsey Mc- or city bank he was ahead of mckinsey he okay. was mckinsey worldwide head uh, and he was in jail then that uh, Ra- uh, raj ratnam that uh, hedge fund manager from sri lanka is still serving time i think and i remember that time uh, many indians were celebrating preet bharara and friends who you knew in america uh, told you that he doesn't even like to acknowledge that he has any indian now i don't know if that's true or not but their thing was that the way he went after rajat gupta he would never go after a white because rajat gupta is not the only high profile man who in, in, indulges in insider trading insider trading is one of those things that most people do at that level of of operations because they are sitting on each other's companies they have access to information but rajat gupta was thrown in jail no one else post lehman went to jail it was just the indian and the sri lankan who went to jail and some of these indians overcompensate wanting to fit in in the white man's club by going after indians uh is that a phenomena that is an imagined one of you know any minority who feels ki bhai america mein hari chalti nahi or is, i mean do we tend to thrust that can you think of many such indian origin people who who we've claimed who need not want to be claimed by us if if a story like uh, meta comes to me i think i'm quite uh, uh, you know technically i'm not technically challenged mm. i can i can easily gauge i mean you know uh, uh, that what is fake and what is not i think uh, you know uh, first of all mistakes do happen mm. let us admit it uh, they do happen and it is and and in all in all honesty we should admit it as and when they happen you know then then the things are graceful but uh, you know uh, in this particular case the facts were manipulated there was no mistake okay it wasn't it was a mistake on the part of the editor that he could not catch that manipulation right okay so, so what you so, saying so, is it wasn't a mistake or is it actually created it was a manipulation yes. it was a fa- okay yes. got it okay. yes outsourcing reports is always risky which is why raman sir you and i both prefer not to do it because yes. at least your in house people you've known these now for years because the one time when it happened to us and i don't want to get into the details but it involved someone had mental health issues and someone from that person's family had to come and say that you know xyz makes up stuff and i'm mm-hmm. sorry they made this up because i mean it was just completely made up and then there was no explanation like why would you do something like that mm-hmm. so such a elaborate creation of a screenshot or video i don't see why anyone would do it un- unless you're getting something it's not so much an issue of this being a very technical story that you may not understand how meta functions how instagram functions it's about basic editorial processes to my mind the first and foremost thing any journalist does when they get a document is you corroborate it now wire gets this x check report screenshot which they claim they got from a source which says that amit malya was behind the pulling down of this post 
the first instinct should be to check that report vis-a-vis the guys whose you know post was pulled down to check the timing. Turns out the timing is really off. The post, the report that Wire has of the screenshot, which names Amit Malia, that talks of a time uh, of when the uh, post was reported by Amit Malia, and that time simply doesn't match with when the post was pulled down. So I think even before we get into the technical, and this is true for all small newsrooms, right? Like we don't have beat expertise, like maybe an Indian Express or a Times of India has, where you have someone on the tech beat for ten to fifteen years, and then oh no, this stuff, and then that person will have two reporters who can check. So this is a problem all small newsrooms are going to grapple with. But how can we overcome it? Is by following basic processes like corroborate a document when you get it. Don't just be trigger happy and put it up in two hours and in two days in Wire's case, without. Uh, the second thing, they didn't reach out to Meta asking them the, a very pointed question that did Amit Malvia have anything to do with this? We have this screenshot. Can you explain to us? You don't even give them a chance to respond. You just, uh, you completely, and then your justification is that we don't want to do it because, you know, we don't trust them. But that's just not an excuse. The conclusion of what this is going to be and going to lead to is uh, decided uh, beforehand that we are going to conclude this and we have these pieces which we can somehow fit in now uh, it's just uh, you ball of in a cricketing terms you ball of flighted ball and the batsman uh, who is on aggressive intent his like eyes lit up that i have to hit that so uh, that that is one thing also um, it's also in a way it's a, a very grotesque, very distorted case of confirmation bias. And uh, if you... Uh, and they also... Uh, a lot of things... Uh, in, in fact, it's a case study of a lot of things. Um, a, a kind of activism seeping into it also. A lot of things. So, uh, just as a news consumer, I am saying these things. And... Uh, uh. Yes, uh, as Anand says, I mean, when you are ideologically driven and you get into, you know, activism and uh, then somebody wants to trap you. So it it could be a trap. I mean, it could be. I mean, you know that the kind of stories that Wire comes up with. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.